What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is late Thursday. Actually, uh, this is going into Friday, November 11th, 2016. Uh, my birthday, actually, right now. Uh, and you guys are listening to episode 280. How is everybody doing? <clears throat> I hope everybody had a great time. Uh, in between shows, and this is pretty cool. Um, it's late on Thursday into Friday, and uh, I guess technically I'm doing this podcast on my birthday. Uh, today is my birthday. I don't know if I've ever done a podcast on my birthday before, so I'm sharing my uh, birthday with you. Not that it matters. When you start to get older, you don't care as much, but uh, yeah, today's my birthday, so I'm sharing it with you guys. So as you listen to this today, and you will hear this today when, when it comes out, um, just know that I enjoyed sharing my birthday with you, wherever you may be, guys. If you were in, you, uh, in your car, in your cubicles, you know, at the gym, on the treadmill, wherever you are right now, sit back and relax. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Of course, we got to talk about the election. Uh, there is a, uh, I don't know if I'd call it a buzz, but there's something going on in New York City right now for sure. Uh, there's something going on all over the country. Uh, it's pretty amazing. So I'll talk about that. Talk about um, some sports stuff. Obviously, the unacceptables. Your guys unacceptables. So sit back, relax. We got a full packed TVE for you guys. Uh, episode 280. Uh, but before we get into it, of course, we got to talk about the sponsors. The Verzi Effect Podcast is sponsored by City Living Dog. CityLivingDog.com and Coach Mike. Uh, Coach Mike is one of the best uh, dog trainers that there is out there. You can go to Coach Mike's uh, social media pages, his Facebook, his um, Twitter, his Instagram. He does Facebook Live, but uh, also go to his YouTube channel. You could see him training a bunch of dogs. City Living Dog Services and CityLivingDog.com. Check out Coach Mike and his amazing, amazing training videos on YouTube. Please check that out. Also, Drink More Good. Drink More Good is your substitute for sodas, your healthy substitute for sodas, uh, handcrafted organic syrups that you put in your seltzer. They have amazing different flavors, um, citrus and ginger ale, uh, healthy, delicious stuff. Like I said, it's an alternative to the uh, unhealthy stuff that gets you out of shape and lethargic. Uh, this, you can go at your own pace. You can make it either as strong as you want or you can make it uh, not that strong. You can use their syrups for uh, marinades, for baking and um, cooking and all that stuff. Also, you can use them for cocktails. Um, they have a office space in uh, Beacon, New York. You could check that out. And uh, if you want to order anything from Drink More Good, if you like seltzers and you like the healthy stuff, you can uh, put in the uh, code GOODMAKER for the promo code and get 20% off. That is drinkmoregood.com. There's no preservatives. There's nothing artificial. It is just healthy, delicious stuff. And, of course, All Things Comedy, everybody. Go to allthingscomedy.com for your favorite uh, comedy podcasts. Uh, just podcasts in general you could check out. They have a bunch. Also, All Things Records. Uh, they have amazing comedy albums on there. You can follow them uh, on Twitter at allthingscomedy. And uh, all thing, go to allthingscomedy.com. Now, let's get into it, uh, everybody. Episode 280. And I can't believe I'm 20 episodes away from 300. And I realized today that I am three weeks away 
from uh, or we are three weeks away from December, and December uh, of this year will be six years that uh, the Verzi effect is going, and I can't believe it is more than half of a, a decade old. Uh, I I started this podcast thinking that um, you know just thinking that. You know, yeah, I'll do a podcast, see what happens, you know, talk to the fans, hang out, you know, and uh, get things going and, and see what happens. And then all of a sudden, here I am six years later, and to put it into perspective today, I'm driving down to the city, I had a spot over at the stand, and I look at my Facebook, and I have a message on Facebook, and it says... Uh, something so nice that was just like, I love your podcast. Your podcast is the best. Happy birthday uh, from New Zealand. And it was a fan from New Zealand wishing me a happy birthday, I guess with the time change or whatever, but wishing me a happy birthday, saying that they love the podcast. And I'm on the West Side Highway going to a fucking show in New York City and somebody from New Zealand is wishing me a happy birthday, telling me they love the podcast. That's why I do it. And that's why uh, the Verzi Effect podcast fans are the best. Um, I'm also doing this podcast a little late because I stayed in uh, New York City tonight. And I ended up having a amazing, amazing discussion with uh, comedian uh, Dave Smith. Some of you guys may know Dave from the Legion of Skanks podcast. Uh, super funny uh, comic, uh, also political comedian. He's on a lot of the political shows on Fox and Fox, New- uh, Fox News and... Uh, he's just one of these guys that's just so like enlightened. Like I, I talked to him for two hours tonight and we just, we always got along. Me and Dave are both big Knicks fans. We always got along. He's just a really good dude. Great, you know, great to talk to him. Great to hang. And uh, we don't get to do it that often, but when we bump into each other at, at a comedy club, we do. And just hearing his insight on everything with the election and what he said and things that I didn't even know because he like reads about it and he's just involved with it and he talks to people and he's so into it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I want to get into this, um, unbelievable monumental election that happened. Um, make no mistake about it. And I know a lot of people, uh, who aren't from the United States, uh, saw this, what happened, but um, whether you like Donald Trump or not, uh, I know obviously half the country does, half the country is very upset, I understand that, I'm gonna get into that shit too, we're gonna talk about all that, but the fact that this man did what he did being a non-politician is, is unbelievable, it's unprecedented, it's, it's one of the most monumental historic things that we've ever seen, it's going to go down as um, just one of the biggest things an individual has ever done in history. To become the, the, the president of the United States, uh, the leader of the free fucking world, and you were just a real estate guy, and you were a uh, you know reality star on TV. Uh, it's just unbelievable. And somebody said something about him where they said, nobody has a gauge and the temperature of the people as good as Donald Trump, especially with his timing, and I guess they were right. Um, look, I'm going to be honest. I'm not a Donald Trump guy. I didn't vote for Donald Trump. I also did not vote for Hillary Clinton, uh, Clinton but I did vote, everybody. 
Uh, a lot of people were going at me. I had no intention of voting. I was sitting home in my fucking sweatpants with flip-flops on, chilling out. My feet were up. I was relaxing. I had uh, uh, a procedure that day where I went to the I went to the um, hospital and I had to get a um, a shot in my spine. So uh, early that morning, and I couldn't drive home. So my wife drove me to the um, hospital. I had an 11:30 appointment. I had to be there 45 minutes early, and I was getting an epidural steroid injection into my spine, and I had to be sedated and basically put out uh, to get this done. And what happened was um, something kind of crazy happened, where they gave me the anesthesia, and they were like, "Listen, the anesthesia. You're only going to be out for a few minutes here." Um, and since you're getting it in your neck, you're going to kind of just lean forward. You're going to be out cold for a little bit. We're going to do the procedure and you're going to wake up a few seconds later or whatever, a couple minutes later. You're not going to know what happened. It's like a blackout and it's all going to be done. So, um, so we go in there. Sorry if you hear anything in the background. My dog is eating. My cats are banging on the door. It's a fucking nightmare. What are you going to do? So anyway, um... I am basically getting ready. I'm in a an operating room. And I'm about to, you know, they're giving me instructions and I'm sitting there. And uh, it was funny because um, the doctor was like, oh, is you voting today? And I'm like, uh, you know, nah. And they were like, uh, or, or they go, who are you voting for or whatever? And I go, I'm not voting for either of these two. And they were like, don't worry, Paul, you could tell us. Half of us in here are for Trump and the other half are for Hillary. So, And I go, listen, I'm not voting for either of these people, okay? I'm not going in that booth and pulling the lever for anybody. And then I said, but, um, I said, uh, you know, tell me who you want. Like, I, what did I say? Uh, basically something along the lines of tell me who you want me to vote for or, uh, or no, I said, I said, why don't you just do a good job injecting my spine with this thing and maybe I'll vote for you or something along the lines. And they're laughing or whatever. We're having a a good time before, and all of a sudden, I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm leaning forward, and uh, they put the IV in my arm before I went in, and I see the injection of the, the um, anesthesia, and I start to see it go through the tube, meaning I know it's starting to go into my body, and the guy goes, all right, you're going to start feeling something soon, and you're going to be out, and all of a sudden, I start feeling good, I start feeling good, and next thing you know, I'm out. Apparently, though, when I woke up or when I came came around, they said that something weird happened where I was actually struggling and talking to them through it. And I was talking to them and I said, like, how often does that happen? And they said, like, you know, I said, like, one to ten. And they go, like, one, maybe. So apparently when I was under this thing, uh, when I was under this thing, I, 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 I didn't fully go. And I was kind of talking, but then they were they said that they were able to talk to me and be like, all right, just hold still. And I was like doing it. I was listening to them. And I get the shot in my neck. And I'm, I'm going to know in a few days if it worked or whatever. But anyway, I don't. So I don't have intentions to really um, vote this day. I'm home. They said, like, you can't drive today. Just sit, relax. So I'm ready to just watch Netflix, do whatever business I have to take care of, and just relax the rest of the day. My wife comes home. And she's like, you know what? I think I'm going to go vote. I'm going to go vote. And I think it's good for the kids to see me vote. So my son was all into it. They did like a mock, uh, you know, just like a mock voting thing at school. 
And she's like, I think it'll be good. So she's like, but I don't know what to do. I'm kind of like, I haven't done it up here. I don't know how it's going to be. I don't know if there's going to be a long line. And I could tell she was asking me these questions. Basically, she's asking me this question because she wants me to fucking go with her. Like that's, anytime, let me tell you something. Any dude listening to this who's not married in a relationship, anytime a woman starts saying to you, well, what if this happens? And what if that happens? Or like, I don't know what to expect. That What they're basically saying is, can you come with me? That's what she was doing. So I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, all right, look, let me, I'll go. And you know what? Fuck it. Maybe I'll just vote local stuff and I'll write a name in whatever, you know, just so my kids see. So, um, you know, I go to the, we go to the thing and we do everything and, and I, I voted for like, you know, just local stuff or whatever. And I did like a write in for presidency, whatever. Cause I knew, you know, it didn't matter or whatever. Um, but then I'm watching and I got to tell you, I swear to God, man, um, Trump, what this guy pulled off is, and I've been saying on stage for months now, and, and any of you listening who have seen me, cause I've done, I've done some theater shows and arenas with Bill Burr. I've headlined shows myself. I've done showcase shows where I've asked the crowd. I've said, how many people in here? are voting for Trump or like Trump, and it's very, very few. And I said, that's not true. You guys are lying. I said, more people like him. I said, that's why he's so close. I said, but they're afraid to admit it. I said, like, liking Trump is the new gay. You know, I said, people like him. They're a little Trump curious, and they're afraid to come out. And sure enough, like the silent voter, the people that weren't, and the polls don't mean shit. All right, the polls are like a, a, a movie that some people say is good, getting bad reviews. You got to watch it for yourself. You don't know. Now, I couldn't vote for Donald Trump because he's got no experience, and I've, I've told you guys many times on, the, on my show why. However, this guy went in Florida, Ohio, North Carolina, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, like all of the monster, monster states you need to win. He did, and... Um, and I was just up late going, I can't fucking believe it. My wife is laying there. I'm going, Donald Trump is going to be the next president. Like, this is fucking nuts. And I'm watching this, and I'm just going, holy shit, I can't believe it. Um, You know, and I knew. Like, I didn't need to stay up late. I knew at, like, I guess, Lloyd, what the, f- can you sit down? Can you sit down, dude? Um, I knew, what, what? Don't do that. Okay? I knew after Florida and North Carolina, it was a wrap. Even though there was a lot of time, I knew that he was going to win because you could just start to see. Because, like, you know, she had New York and California, but then once she got the big ones and it wasn't going, you're like, oh, my God, dude, I can't believe it. Um, but I just want to say this, and this is my uh, this is my unacceptable right now, okay, the amount of people, the amount of grown fucking adults, okay, whether you like it or not, this guy won fair and square, okay, I know the popular vote, whatever, the popular vote was like 200,000, which is nothing, it was 47.5 and 47.7, and that's because of California and New York, the bottom line is, the guy dominated the electoral college and the votes. If you look at the map, I think she won like 14 or 15 states. The guy won every other state. And it is what it is. And I didn't vote for him because I don't believe that a guy like that should become president of the United States. However, I will hope for the best. I will accept what uh, almost 60 million people in the country said. 
Uh, I do not think that all 60 million or whatever are racist, bad people. I think that, uh, as a matter of fact, I think Donald Trump won for a couple reasons, and I'll tell you the two reasons. Number one, I think when he went and spoke to people, I think they didn't give a fuck about his stupid tweets, his dumb comments, his, you know, pussy-grabbing comment. I don't think they cared. I think when he said, I'm going to get your jobs back to, to places in the Midwest that people had jobs and they lost their jobs, I think that they listened to that. And, I, and, and something else, I think, is a big reason why Donald Trump won the election. Um, and my buddy Bill Burr, shout out to Bill Burr, he was on Conan last night and he kind of uh, talked about it a little bit. But they were asking, like, what do you think about um, celebrities, you know, celebrities like endorsing somebody or going out and speaking? And Bill said, like, I think it hurts. Now, I don't necessarily know if I say it hurts, but here's what I think. And, and I know it's kind of ironic what I'm about to say, but I think the silent voters, the undecided voters, and people that were kind of on the fence, okay, that really didn't like Hillary but didn't know if they were going to vote for Trump, I think what they saw was they saw the media and I think they saw a pile on of everybody not liking him. I think they saw when he did the debate and he was like, oh, I guess it's three against one and they felt like he was alone. Um, I also think one thing that was huge and it worked against him and they talked about this on the television and I agree was that um, was that I, I think that it's first of all, it's unprecedented that a president, a, a stand in president right now, Obama going to campaign for someone else. That never really happens. And it just kind of showed, I think, desperation that like, oh, I want a third term, so she's going to be my third term. I don't think people like that. I also think the whole like Jay-Z concert and Lady Gaga and fucking Beyonce and them like talking and then all of a sudden you see him go, yeah, she's got Jay-Z and all these people. I'm just all alone. I'm here all alone. I really think in some way people looked at that like, man, I, I think I'm just going to roll the dice with this guy. This guy's a wild card with no experience. He's opened his mouth, but you know something? I just, it's it, it seems like him against the world and I'm going to give him a shot. And, um, you know, I look, the FBI thing definitely didn't help her. But, um, look, what can you say? I mean, people in, people in, uh, you know, New York City upset. I, I could definitely feel it on stage. Crowds have been great, though, but I have to say something. My Unacceptable is absolutely 150%. These grown adults, these absolute... Lloyd, can you drink like, like, like quiet? Um, I absolutely think that it is unacceptable for grown adults who are crying, laying in fetal positions, okay? Um, But my number one unacceptable for episode 280 this week is colleges allowing students to not go to class, professor at Yale, canceling an exam, they're bringing in therapy dogs and pizza, because it's it's too traumatizing for these fucking pussies. Are you absolutely kidding me? Are you out of your fucking mind, you fucking babies? It's a democracy, and the people spoke. Donald Trump won, okay? He won. For better or for fucking worse, he won the Electoral College. He won more states than she did. He got the number he needed to get, and he fucking did it. 
and you are too traumatized to go to class. You need them to bring in pizza and therapy dogs and you could all sit around and the fucking professors. Dave Smith was saying, it's like, it's the professor's fault. And it is. It's 100% the professor's fault. How about your parents are traumatized? They're spending 40 grand a fucking year for you to go to a college, you absolute baby. You fucking dope. Somebody should take the textbook you should be studying for the exam and beat you almost to death with it, you fucking child, you toddler. It's an absolute joke. It's an absolute insult to the system. I mean, the system's a joke anyway, but if you don't know that, it's it's ridiculous. But my unacceptable, and I'm going to say that this is one of the most unacceptables I've ever had, that college students are burning American flags, which is an absolute disgrace, by the way. It's an absolute disgrace to be able to go to a university in this country, be able to go to your dorm room and eat a fucking pizza and take a nap and then go get the best education in the fucking world. And because whoever got voted president, you're going to burn the flag. You're going to burn your, your, the flag of your country. Um, it's absolutely unacceptable to me. And I think the fact that these people are crying and can't go to class. Oh, you can't go to class because the person you want lost and you lost and you don't know how to take it. Somebody said, yeah, you cry when, you know, when everybody gets a medal, you cry when you lose. Yeah. Your person lost. That's it. And if you think the country lost or you think it's bad, fine. I get it. But to, to, to not go to school, you can't muster up an hour of your day and go take an exam because you're so distraught that you need a therapy dog. You know what? Therapy dogs are for people that are dying from cancer, you fucking babies. People that are fucking like amputees, people that are depressed, people that have a heart condition where they could die any minute and they have, they're being monitored in the hospital every second. They don't know when they're going to die, so they bring dogs in so that people can pet them and calm them down. That's what they do. And you need pizza and a dog. Oh, you fucking baby. Absolutely unacceptable. It's one of the most incredibly ridiculous things I've ever heard in my life. It truly is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard in my life that grown adults, these people are protesting in New York. It's like, accept it. Accept it. Do you know how many people, uh, you know what? I'm not even going to get into like the parties here because it's, it, I'm not going to be able to win. That's my unacceptable. These toddler infants, these grown adults who are crying in the streets. Oh my God, how could this happen? Who saw this? How could this? nobody saw this happen? You want to know why nobody saw it happening? Because the media wanted you to think it was closer. The media wanted you to think he didn't have a fucking chance. It's absolutely sickening that a journalist, and here's another thing that's unacceptable. Rachel Maddow and all these fucking journalists crying. How dare you cry? Seriously, how do you know how fucking irresponsible it is for a journalist that 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 does this for a living is crying? Oh my god, I can't. I'm just wondering what people think about. Are you? Are you? How come you don't cry when you find out a baby was lifted out of a fucking sewer because some mass murderer threw a baby in there? You don't cry. You report it and you move on to the next thing. But you're gonna cry because your candidate lost? You fucking biased jackasses! It's it's ridiculous, is what it is. 
It's it's ridiculous. I think it's unacceptable. I think it's irresponsible to have the people that are tuning in, that are paying your bills, that are paying for the advertisements of, of the all the shit that's going on on that channel, and these people tune in to it, and they need to see your anchors and, and, and these journalists crying? Really? Really? How about you report it like a fucking professional? You know how many comedians go on stage at night and they make people laugh after they find out awful shit? Somebody's got cancer that they love. Somebody's dying. They're fucking sick. Something is awful. And you think they go on stage and they cry? No, there's a paid crowd that went to see it. The show must go on. You don't do that. It's unacceptable. It's absolutely unacceptable. Shame on all those fucking people. Now listen, granted, I can't believe that a reality star... And a guy like that, a narcissistic guy like that, and the the the, the host of Apprentice, okay, is the president of the United States. We could talk about that all day. I mean, but that's not the point here. That's not my point. The point is he won, and you accept it. That's what happened. But you can't accept it because the media made it like, how could this happen? How could this happen? The media is responsible for this shit. It really is the worst. It's the absolute worst and it's unacceptable. I don't know if the Verzi effect to date has had a more unacceptable than the way that the media has handled this, the way that the anchors are crying, talk show hosts are crying. Yeah, yeah, no, that's not going to put fear in the public. Millions of people turn into your program and you're going to have the host of it crying. You know, kudos to Jimmy Fallon who said, look, man, we're going to get through this and make people laugh and things are going to be good and everybody felt good about it. That's what you do. That's what a professional does. You don't sit there and have your bottom lip quiver because the next 48 months you you don't like the guy. It's going to happen in 48 months, people. It's not a dictator for 40 years, you fucking dopes. Grow up. I mean, are people paying attention or not? It just makes no sense to me. Do you know that it doesn't matter? It doesn't matter. And the people, well, yeah, it does matter because Obamacare. No, no. He's going to change things in Obamacare. He wants people to have health care. He's just going to change things with the current system. Pay attention. You're so caught up in him trying to make a guy laugh on a bus by saying, ah, when you're famous, the women let you do anything. You can grab their pussies and all of a sudden he's some... It's ridiculous, man. Of course it's dumb. It's ignorant. It's stupid. It's sophomoric. It's immature. Yes, it's stupid. It's childish. It's ridiculous. I get all that. But it's like just the fact that people are crying and not going to college classes and they need a therapy dog? Has there, how could there have been a more unacceptable on my show? Seriously, when you go to college, how old are you? Okay, when you go to college, you are the age, you are ages between what? 18 and, and 22 years old, okay? 18 and 22 years old. Sometimes you got a late birthday, an early birthday, whatever. Give or take a year. Okay, now there's a lot of people in college who decide to go to college a couple years after high school. So it could actually be from 20 to 24 or 25. So let's just say for argument's sake, you got people in college from the ages of like almost 18. Let's say I'm just going to I'm just going to give a gap here from like almost 18. So I'll say 18 years old to 25, 25, 26 for the people that go a little late. Okay, and you mean to tell me that these 18 to 25, 26 year old adults who are paying good money or their families are paying good money. You're talking about the university, you know, USC. You're talking about Yale. You're talking about Arizona, University of Colorado. You're talking about amazing, amazing institutions in our country, which people pay so much money. They pay hand over fist. Okay, I remember when my older brother went to Boston University in 1992, I believe it was. 
1992, I think it was $41,000 a year. Who knows what it is now? Right now, it's probably, I mean, it's ridiculous. And because a president that you didn't like got elected, a candidate that you didn't like got elected, you're going to cry and the professors who are just as guilty, if not more guilty, for going along with it? How about, no, you're going to come to that exam, you're going to study for the exam, and you're going to take the exam, or you fail. And the money's going to be for wasted, or you're going to be a failure. How about that? How about we teach our students that there's tough things in life? How about that? How about the lesson should be, yeah, things aren't going to go your way. How about that? Things aren't going to go your way. Sometimes you're going to put your heart and effort and soul and belief in something and it's not going to happen. But you know what? That's life. That's life. And you're going to deal with it. But no. Instead, they're going to be coddled and they're going to be rubbed and they're going to have their head petted and they're going to get a cookie and milk and they're going to be able to play with blocks and, and they're going to have dogs come in like they're fucking terminally ill. It's an absolute joke grow up. Shit like that makes me happy that these people are fucking devastated. Okay? Toughen the fuck up. Toughen up. That's the problem with a lot of the shit in this country is everybody's so, you know, oh my god, how can this happen? My feelings are hurt. Grow up, dude. I know people that got the shit, were afraid to go home from school every day because their dad kicked the shit out of them. Yeah, I know people that were afraid their father was going to kill their mother or kill them. I knew that. I knew people that were fucking, had had, ter- had, had ill people in their family, had cancer. I remember when I, at the end of my high school year, I was worried about my mom's cancer and shit. That's something that you cry and maybe need a therapy dog about and go talk to somebody. Not because somebody's going to be president for four years and you don't know how to handle it because you think it's the end of the world. Fucking dopes, man. I'm, this is the worst. This is the worst. I'm ashamed. Dude, I am ashamed that there are grown adults and Americans that are burning the American flag and can't go to class because they're they're, they're too traumatized. Oh my God. I swear to God, it's shit like that, honestly, and I'm not even trying to be a dick here. It's shit like that that makes me glad those people are fucking feeling what they're feeling. And I don't have a dog in the fight, people. I don't. I don't have, I'm not in this fight. I wasn't voting for Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. You guys knew that. I thought they were awful. But the fact that people can't handle this, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I think it's a shame. And I think the fact everybody says, oh, well, yeah, a reality star. As much as it's ridiculous that a reality star is a president or going to be the president, as much as it's ridiculous that Donald Trump, a guy who had like Twitter fights like a high school kid, as much as that's ridiculous, and you know what, you're 100% right, it is ridiculous and it is unacceptable. I will give you that every fucking day, every day and Sunday, I'll give you that, okay? I will 100% give you that the fact that Donald Trump is the president when he's got zero experience and he was telling fucking Cindy Lauper you're fired on a television show is unacceptable and ridiculous. I'll give you that. But what's more ridiculous is that a grown adult in one of the United States' universities is videotaped outside burning the American flag and too traumatized to go to class because the person that they don't like is a president. It's ridiculous it's ridiculous and you should be ashamed of yourself and anybody listening to my podcast right now that disagrees with me 
please email me. I would love to talk to you about it. I'm not going to insult you personally. I'm not going to do anything. I would love to fucking battle with you, but I promise you one thing. By the time the battle is over, especially with this one and this specific thing, I'm not talking about who's president. I'm not talking about politics. I'm not talking about voting. I'm talking about with this specific thing of college students burning the flag, crying, laying down, the professor allowing them. You don't have to go to fucking class. We're going to order some pizza and get therapy dogs in there. I promise you on this one, you will lose the battle because there is no other thing to say than it's unacceptable. It is unacceptable and ridiculous and embarrassing. It's more of an embarrassment than anybody. Okay. If they fucking elected, I don't care who they elected. I don't care who they elected. Okay. If they put a fucking suit on a fucking animal. And they were like, yeah, well, that's the votes. I'd be like, all right, well, we got to fucking teach this thing sign language or whatever and see what happens with the animal. I wouldn't fucking fall down and go, oh my God, it's ridiculous. Like, I'm not trying to be a dick here, but you know what I would love? I would love instead of like military, I mean, not, uh, not military therapy, instead of therapy dogs going to the colleges, soothing students, I would love military men to go in there and grab these fucking bitches by the collar and look them in the face and talk about how they fucking saw their their fellow soldier get blown up and then have to tell their family members that. That's what I would like to, to, to see. And then say, stop acting like a baby and slap these people in the fucking face. I'm serious. Like, I'm not even done talking about this. Like, I can't even, I can't even believe this. I honestly could, I can't believe the fact that I saw what I saw. I honestly, I can't believe that. I saw a guy in New York City protesting and he's like, Hillary needs to go and she needs to sue. I mean, she won the popular vote. Like, there's no way this could happen. And, and, and a black reporter, a black guy goes, no, but Donald Trump just won fair and square. Like, you know, and he was like, how is it fair and square? How is it fair and square? More people in the country voted for her. Like, she needs to sue. And the guy was just, like, inconsolable like a child. I just, I don't understand. Like, what did you think the day before when there is an election? What did you think was going to happen? You want to know what they thought? They were brainwashed and thought the media was right and nobody wanted to believe that this guy had a shot, so they couldn't believe it. And then when the shit happened, they just lost their shit. This is a democracy, people. It's democracy. This is the system that we have. This is it. Okay? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, that's it. If Kanye West and Bruce Springsteen went at it next year, and you were like, how the fuck could you have an old musician and this fuck guy do it? You know what? Whatever it turned out, you just have to support him. That's it. You're not going to cry and not go to school. And I know some of you people are pissed off. Well, Paul, they have feelings and it's about the country. And what if they think their family is going to be deported? Okay. Okay, fine. You still don't act like that. You know, a couple of a couple of months ago, I didn't know if I was going to be around that much longer. I, I was in such bad shape and I didn't even tell you people and I you guys don't need to know. But I was in such bad shape not long ago. I didn't know what was going to happen with my life. I didn't know if I was going to be around. And I didn't act like that. Like, like I, I can't, I can't imagine, I can't imagine what would happen if like the shit really hit the fan for these people. What's going to happen? 
Like, what would really happen if the shit really hit the fan for these people? You're watching an election. Okay, it takes a couple of years for these people to even get anything going. And on top of that, we do it in 48 months again. It's a joke. So that's my unacceptable. My unacceptable is a couple of things. Journalists and professionals who we count on to give us the news crying during it. And then say, well, people are scared. Why do you think so? Why do you think they're scared? You want to know why they're scared? Because nobody that we're listening to now is going, well, this is a democracy and things are going to be okay and who knows and let's hope for the best. No, that's not what they're saying. They're fucking crying with their bottom lip quivering. It's a joke. Okay? So that's number one unacceptable. And the other unacceptable is these college kids falling down on the ground like my children do when they can't get toys at Target. Okay, sucking their thumb in a fetal position, crying and freaking out. You know what? My kids don't even do that. My kids don't even behave that way. Fucking babies. And I hope somebody listening to this podcast knows somebody that did and they listen to this. And I don't care if they're never a fan of me. I don't care if they don't like me. I don't care if they come to my show and they want to argue with me. I don't care who you are. If you did, just want you to know that from and, and know that it's not just me. From me and many people, close people to me, a lot of us feel this way. That you're a bunch of fucking babies. And you should be ashamed of yourself. And I don't understand how you could sleep at night or look yourself in the mirror after grabbing the American flag and putting a lighter to it. I don't care what happens in this country. The fact that you could do that in a country. And I'll go and I'll go a step further here. I probably shouldn't do this, but I'm on a roll. I don't give a fuck. I'm sick and tired. Of, I really am sick and tired. I think I said it before. I'm sick and tired of non-Americans reporting the news to us. Trevor Noah, great kid. Great kid. I worked with him before. But like the fact that he's sitting there talking to us about shit. It's like, I, Trevor, I can go to, you know, and I know him, but like, I don't go to his country. I don't go to Trevor Noah's country, you know, South Africa and start talking about what's going on there. You know, Samantha B, John Oliver, all these people, they're great, they're smart, I get it. But it's like, you know, you're not even from here. I'm getting sick and tired of it. It's like, let Americans talk about it. It's so it's not their fault. Hey, they're getting paid and the network's giving them money. I'm just saying it's ridiculous. The whole fucking thing is just stupid. It's a bunch of babies. Deal with it. That's what happened. Almost 60 million people voted for this guy and that's what it is. And whether you can believe it or not, stop being a baby and deal with it and hope for the best and unite as one, come together, hope it works out, you know, hope he unites people, hope he fucking, you know, learns from his ways. He already seems a little humbled. Let's just hope. That's what you could do. Maybe I'm being too much of an optimist. Maybe I'm being too positive, but that's all you could hope for instead of this crying in the streets and, and, and making everybody scared and journalists crying and they keep showing the protesters. How about you don't show the protesters? How about you say, yeah, a lot of people are upset. Let's hope for the best if we get any news. No, instead you're going to have people because they want it. They want it. That's what the media wants. They want this shit. All right, I'm not going to keep going on because I'm just frustrated with it. I'm sorry, guys. I know this shit just is not that funny right now, but like, you know, I it's it's what are you going to do? All right, here we go. Uh, let's go to your guys' unacceptables here. Um, do we have a lot of them? Let's see. We have some unacceptables, yes. Okay. Okay, the first unacceptable that we have is from Kelly Meyer. Wow, this is a long one. But... Uh, it uh, looks like a good one. I don't think it's an IBS, but let's go. Hotel 
unacceptable and acceptable. From Kelly Meyer, the contributor. You know when you watch the news and you're like, and he's a contributor to so-and-so. This is the contributor to TVE. Kelly Meyer, my correspondent from the Midwest. Uh, Paul, sorry in advance for the length, but this was too unacceptable not to share. Also, not an IBS story. Sorry. Last weekend, my family and I were out of town visiting friends, and we stayed in a hotel. On Sunday morning, we promised my daughter that we would take her swimming at the hotel pool. My wife got the kids ready and took them down to the pool while I stayed behind and dealt with an IBS issue in the hotel room. Ten minutes later, I headed down to the pool myself. When I arrived, my wife was already out of the pool, drying off the baby and packing up. My daughter was wrapped in a towel crying. I asked what happened. My wife pointed over to the pool at two young African-American boys. I guess they were 10 and 12 years old. She said, those kids were cursing up a storm, so I asked them to please watch their language as there are kids around. One of them said, shut the fuck up, you stupid white cunt. What? And the other said, yeah, bitch, why don't you lick my dick and rub them big old titties on my face and grabbed his crotch? Wow. Wow, dude, I did not expect this to happen. My next thought was, okay, I'm going to jail for assaulting a minor. Uh, I told my wife to take the kids and go to the manager. She took the kids and left. I walked over to the pool. Uh... The few other swimmers had also cleared out, obviously offended by those boys and their behavior. These two were talking like they were going to an audition for a remake of Menace to Society. I said, hey, boys, can you get out of the pool for a second? Uh, wow, fuck you, nigga, was their reply. I paused, then took a deep breath and screamed, get the fuck out of the pool. Wait. Get the fuck out of the fucking pool right now before I jump in there and drag you the fuck out. They got out, and I'll give them credit. I had 10, uh, I had 10 inches of height and easily 100 pounds on each of them, but they got right up to me. Uh, chests like they were about to start fighting. I looked at the, uh, I looked at both of, looked at both for a solid 10 seconds calmly and said, "My wife is on her way back here." And when she gets back, you two are going to apologize for what you said to her. And then you're going to apologize to my 8-year-old daughter for using that language in front of her. The older one said, uh, yo man, fuck you. Fuck your wife and fuck your stupid ass daughter, you cracker ass motherfucker. Wow, dude. Oh my god. I mean, right there, I don't know how you didn't just... I mean, good for you. I mean, okay. I leaned into him and got my nose within an inch of his... In my calmest voice possible, I said, listen to me, listen to my words. You are going to apologize to my wife and my daughter, or I swear to God, I swear to God himself, I am going to smack the black off your ass. I didn't feel great about bringing race into it, but I was so fucking pissed it just came out. The kid looked surprised, but his posture said he wasn't going to back down. Just then, the door to the pool room opened. My wife came back with the manager, um and a towering, well-dressed, six-foot-five-inch black man. Uh, it was their dad, and he looked pissed. And by the looks of their faces, they uh, were well aware that they had royally fucked up. The dad had been walking uh, by the front desk 
on his way down to the pool when he heard my wife complaining to the manager about two young boys uh, acting up in the pool area. He knew his boys were at the pool and spoke up and said he would handle it. He stormed over to his boys, uh, staring daggers at them. He dragged them by their arms over to my wife. He asked, which uh, of you called this woman the C-word? The boy confessed, and his dad smacked uh, smacked upside the back of his head. He said, which of you grabbed your privates? The other boy confessed, and his dad smacked him upside the back of the head. He also made them apologize to my daughter. Then he turned to me and said, now apologize to this man for whatever you said to him. The older boy said, daddy, this man threatened to hit us. The dad looked at me, then back at his son, and I could barely believe what he said. He went from well-spoken to hood like a switch flipped. He said, boy, you need to thank this man for not hitting you because if somebody, um, because if some squirrely little punk-ass nigga said some shit like that to your mama, I wouldn't even give uh, him a warning. The boy said, I'm sorry, sir, and thank you for not hitting me. He t- Wow, dude, this is amazing. He told his boys to get upstairs and he'd be along in a minute to tell their mother what had uh, what they had done. The boys left and the dad could not have been nicer. He apologized for pusely, uh, profusely on behalf of his kids, saying he has no idea where they get that from and that he and his wife aren't raising them like that. He even offered to pay our hotel stay, but we refused. These kids and their behavior was entirely unacceptable, and it's a sad statement that young kids think they can talk to an adult like that. But their father coming in and handling like a fucking boss was very acceptable. Also acceptable is the fact that I'm not in jail for beating this shit out of two young kids. Wow, dude. Um, that's an amazing, uh, unacceptable, unacceptable. Thank you. As always, Kelly, you deliver. Um, it's just an amazing thing. Uh, I didn't know where that was going. And I got to be honest with you, the dad saved the day because if that happened to me, I think I might've hit him. I'll be honest with you. And I'm sure you were probably close to it, but especially when somebody said your daughter and you crack her and about the wife, I might've just blacked out and just knocked them both out into a pool. And then God forbid you knock one out and they fall in the pool and drown. It just could have been a nightmare. So, wow. Um, great, unacceptable. Thank you so much. That's, uh, holy shit. Uh, here we go. Uh, driving unacceptable from, uh, Jesse Mendoza. Jesse's starting to become a regular here. Uh, hey Paul, I have two driving unacceptables that I want to share with you. Number one, getting stuck behind someone driving 10 miles per hour on a local road and decides to step on the gas as the light turns yellow, leaving you to get stuck at the longest red light ever. Completely unacceptable and inconsiderate, uh, forgetting that there are other people behind you who also have places to get to. I totally agree. Number two, sitting in rush hour traffic while headed to work. As I slowly step on the brakes and look into my rearview mirror, I notice an uh, old shitty car with a girl driving who looks no older than 20 getting pretty close to slamming into the back of my car. She thankfully turns her car into the shoulder lane just to avoid hitting my car. The girl was on her phone and wasn't paying attention. Okay, I'm sure by now we're used to this. Um, What makes this even more unacceptable, she switched lanes 
now driving in the middle lane. I look over to my right, and she's back on her phone, not paying attention, and driving recklessly between cars, completely unacceptable. Yes, it is, Jesse, and you know what? She's going to kill herself or kill somebody else. I was in a car accident once on the Deegan, and I was looking at my phone, and it wasn't my fault. There was an accident in front of me, but I went into it, and, and it was unavoidable. However, I if... I mean, even one extra second could have maybe helped me. Um, so, just uh, people like that are so into social media. And you know what? They're going to cause somebody from being dead and not going home to their families because they need to find out, you know, that college kids are crying and aren't able to go to class because somebody was elected. Thank you for the submission. Uh, here we go. This one is from Kevin Benedetti. Uh, unacceptable uh, about people dying. Uh, what's up, Paul? Love the show. Have listened to every episode for the last two, two to three years. This is long unacceptable and more deep than it's funny, but needs to be said. My unacceptable has to do with people dying in social media. I'm 23 years old, so maybe for the older listeners, this isn't as common but anyone my age can definitely relate. Either way, this might offend a few and be a sore subject for some, but whatever. All right, here we go. Whenever people die, everyone nowadays has to post an essay about them on Facebook. People dig into their 11th grade um, composition class roots and use their best grammar and vocabulary because everybody wants to show off and write the best fucking paragraph. I get paying your respects, but the unacceptable part of this is it is all done for the writer's own egos. People write these essays not to pay respects to those who passed, but to turn this into a situation where they gain um, where they gain sympathy and attention from others. For example, these essay posts always include shit like, it felt like just yesterday we were hanging out and getting ice cream and pizza, or I remember just a few months ago we hung out and went shopping, blah, blah. Obviously, the dead person isn't reading this post and thinking to themselves, oh my God, uh, I remember that too. So why do people post this shit? It's simple. They post it to validate their relationship with the person who passed. This leads to people gaining more attention. Um, the closer you are, uh, the closer you are to someone who passes away, the more significant the situation is for you. Everyone wants to be in the spotlight of attention. So the objective is to make it appear you were closer with the person than other people were. Uh, another thing people do is go and change their Facebook profile picture to a photo of them with the person who passed away. What better way to validate your friendship with somebody than to prove you were once together and took a picture? It's fucking gross. From my experience, this is most common when younger people die. About seven years ago, I was in high school and on a few different occasions, a classmate passed away. Terrible, I know. What followed was hundreds of classmates posting giant essays about how sad they were and most importantly, how good of a friend they were with the person and how much it affected them. All of a sudden, everyone has the deceased classmate. Uh, all of a sudden, everyone was the deceased classmate's best friend. I don't want to be misconstrued here. I'm not trying to sound like a um, 
like a hard ass with no feelings. Obviously, it's a tragedy for people to pass away, especially at such a young age. The unacceptable part is when people try to take a tragedy and make it about themselves for their own self-gain, uh, own self-gain and sick need slash desire for attention. People will do anything for likes. It's extremely annoying, ridiculous, and selfish. If you're going to post something, paying respects to the person, uh, to the person's family or whatever, go for it. But absolutely unacceptable when people post this shit mainly for their own attention and self-gain, which is usually the case. Sorry that was so long, but I just had to get that off my chest. Also, a quick unacceptable from my girlfriend. People who chew uh, with their mouths open at restaurants while talking and spit food everywhere. Like, figure it out, you animals. Um, if that if that gets read on the show, she will be excited and maybe I'll catch a blowy for submitting it. <laughs> well, I hope that happens. Thanks for the free show, Paul. It's been great watching you grow as a comedian while hearing about your personal life through the podcast. Very cool for your fans. Best of luck with everything. Well, thank you so much, Kevin. I appreciate it. I hope your girl does the right thing after reading her post. She better. Um, that's what I try to do. I try to bring people together and get people blown. As a matter of fact, in the crowd today, I tried to get some like guys. There was some nerdy guy in the crowd or whatever. Uh, and tried to get him a handy. Anyways, um, you know, one thing that I notice about what you're talking about, and look, I don't. You can never know how somebody. You can never know how sincere somebody is when um, somebody you know, God forbid, tragically passes away at a young age and people talk about it and stuff. And I know what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're coming across a little harsh, but maybe you know people that, that you think are doing this. Um, I don't know the case, um, but I will tell you this. What I definitely find weird and a little gross is when a celebrity passes and somebody's got to go, I met him once and he was so nice to me and this and that. Meanwhile, it's like, yeah, I don't think they fucking will ever remember you. Stop making it about you. I always remember Joe Bartnick, my good friend Joe Bartnick said on the uh, year anniversary of Robin Williams passing, rest his soul. He said, I can't believe it's been one year since people made Robin Williams death about them. And it's true. A lot of, a lot of people do that. Um, Unfortunately, with social media, you can make yourself look like you're more important. I notice it more with celebrities than the thing you're talking about, but um, I hear what you're saying, and thank you so much for the uh, for the submission. Hopefully, nobody hearing this or listening to this has to uh, deal with any of that. Uh, okay, two more quick ones. Let's see where we are on time here. Wow, 53 minutes. This went by quick. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, irrelevant people, unacceptable. This one, oh, another regular here, uh, Blair Stewart. Hi, Paul. I'm sorry for another election-themed unacceptable, but this one is hopefully different enough from the obvious ones. I am so sick and tired of going to social media and seeing foreigners, most of which have never come close to being in the USA, give these ridiculous opinions of our country. Uh, people want to sound trendy and progressive by acting overly liberal. These countries are irrelevant and always will be. It's hilarious. Um, which is why they have to pay attention to a country that actually means something to the world. These foreigners want to call Americans stupid and uneducated just because we don't know much about their shit show countries. Why would we waste any time to learn meaningless information about a country that could be replaced by, by a ball sack? 
Nobody would notice the difference. Trump is president, and I am glad. End of rant. Thanks for enduring that. Uh, feels good to get it off my chest. Go Giants. Well, here's the thing. You're entitled to your opinion that Trump is president, and congratulations to you for that. Um, as far as people trying to like act liberal and act like we're not progressive and we're dumb and they're not from here, uh, I happen to agree with you. I, I always find it funny to me that somebody not from here is going to criticize here. You know, make no mistake about it. Even people here, you know, that criticize our politics and criticize things, you know, whether whatever side you're on, whether you're Bill O'Reilly on the right side, whether you're somebody like Bill Maher on the left, this country allows those two to sit in really expensive, nice suits talking about what they like to talk about, which is obviously politics. So they're doing what they love. They're making millions doing it. Um, they're living probably in amazing places and, and this country allows them to do that. So you could complain all you want. Um, and they're American doing it. So the fact that the fact that somebody is not from this country doing it to me, I find annoying as well and uh, a little silly, but what are you going to do? Uh, okay, here we go. Um, this last one is from Kyle Carroll and it's a sneakerhead rating. Hey Paul, a little lighthearted, unacceptable, uh, on on you about your sneakerhead rating from 279. Paul, 1.5 out of 3. I think you earned yourself level 2 when you told us about uh, how you had to, <laughs> to walk funny so you would increase your new Jordans. Not to mention having elevated anxiety about being at a par with people jumping up, scuffing your Jordans during a UFC fight. Your denial of your true sneakerhead level is unacceptable. Always looking forward. Anyways, looking forward to episode 300. Can't wait to see what you do with it. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah, you know, and I just recently bought the Jordan 3s black, and I was walking on my heels in the city, and I'm just so afraid to mess them up. So maybe you're right, Kyle. I, I'm, yeah, all right. Maybe maybe I'm a 2 point. All right, fine. You want to bump me up from instead of a 1.5 out of 3, why don't you bump me up to, since you called me out, I'll give you maybe I'm a 2.4 out of 3. All right, I can't go 2.5. 2.5 is like a Monroe Martin, Giannis Pop is Derek Gaines. I'm probably like a 2.4. I'm a like I said, I'm a tier two sneakerhead. I'm the Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger of sneakerheads, and those guys I just mentioned, they're probably like you know like Brady and shit like that. So, uh, but yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, guys, those are the unacceptables. If you would like to send an unacceptable into TVE, please send them to unacceptablesfortve at gmail.com. That's unacceptablesfortve at gmail.com. Or you could send um, quick ones to Twitter. Let's see here if, if anybody sent any recently. Uh, here we go. Corey Martinez. And his Twitter feed is at Crasher339. After being 2016 Social Activist of the Year, Colin Kaepernick didn't vote. Hashtag unacceptable. That I actually agree with. You can't do what Colin Kaepernick did. And, and I mean, you know, I actually, I take that back. Yes, you can. It's a little weird that he makes like these statements and you think he would vote. But the fact that he didn't, if he didn't believe in anybody, I can't knock him for that. So I take that back. I'm not going to say unacceptable. I see how you do it, but I, I can't do that. But thank you for the submission. Um, 
Here we go. Jessica uh, Freitag. I hope I said that right. Freitag. Uh, at Jessica, and then it's Freitag. F-R-E-I-T-A-G-1. Paul, it's so cold in my work that I have to wear my winter coat inside with a blanket around me. Hashtag unacceptable. Hashtag turn on the heat, Grandpa. Um, yeah. I mean, hey, I'm not there, but you can't be cold at your job. Thank you for the submission, Jessica. You can't be cold. My wife is always cold. Is it like a woman thing? Like my my mother, my wife. Like I'm never. I'm, I like it cold. I like it cold. Um, that just made me think of some like it hot. All right, here we go. Uh. Somebody said, this isn't unacceptable, but I like the tweet. Somebody said, Alex Mancini at Mancini underscore Alexis. I'm sorry, Alexis Mancini said, am I the only one to think Trump will make a great president? Look, we don't know. Time will tell, but I hope so. Stephen Gaines at Stephen Gaines, and that's with the e, uh, a V. Stephen with the V, Gaines, G-A-I-N-E-S-5. At Paul Verzi, all these people that are posting I voted are unacceptable. You are not important like you think you are, so vote and move on. Uh, that's definitely true. Like, the pictures like I voted. It's like, yeah, all right, you voted. We get it. Uh, what else do we have? All right, that's it, guys. That's it for the unacceptables. Do we have anything with sports? Well, the Giants beat the Eagles. I know that much. I know the Giants beat the Eagles. I know the Knicks beat the Nets. I know it's still too early. Um, so that's pretty much it for sports. I mean, I don't really know what else to say other than if the Giants, look, the Giants, if the Giants win Monday night against Cincinnati, which I'm predicting they do, I think the Giants win it. Not only do I think the Giants win it, I think they covered the line right now is two and a half. I think the Giants win that game by more than a field goal, and I think they go to six and three. And I'm starting to get excited, but I don't want to jump the gun. All right, as far as movies, I have not seen any movies, but um, I definitely uh, have to get to bed. It is my birthday. I don't want to have a miserable day. So this has, been ep uh, this has been episode 280. I hope you enjoyed it. I know it was a little angry with the thing, so I'll just say this. If you see somebody crying about the election, grab them by the collar, smack them in the face, and tell them to get a hold of themselves that they're a fucking adult, okay? And then give them a cookie. Uh, I did not see any movies, guys. So uh, as far as plugs, what what can I say? I'm in New York City a lot this month, and then I am going on uh, November 16th to the 20th. I will be at Absolute Comedy in Toronto. I love Toronto. I love Canada. Go out there, guys. It's an amazing city, amazing comedy crowd. So check it out, Absolute Comedy in Toronto. I'll be there. You can follow me on Twitter, at Paul Verzi. And you can um, go to my Facebook, uh, check me out on my Facebook, and go to paulverzi.com for upcoming shows and all that stuff. Until episode 281, I am out of here. I hope everybody has a great time in between. Take care.